When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, June 2nd edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke, finishing out the week here on the podcast, hopefully with some better results, as I've kind of lamented throughout the week. Uh, Things not going particularly well with the picks. Had a bullpen meltdown from Cleveland yesterday, uh, so that was a loser. And then, of course, the Diamondbacks coming back to win, but not covering the run line. So just kind of more of the same, unfortunately, but hopefully with five plays that I like on today's card, we could finish the week on a high note over at vcin.com coverage of the NBA and NHL finals, NHL finals, of course, beginning on Saturday night, NBA beginning last night with Denver's victory. You can check out all of the reaction recap stuff and previews and look aheads of upcoming games in those two respective series over at vcin.com. Also, check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast with Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin, the Hockey Betting podcast with Andy McNeil and Danny Burke. All of our podcasts here at VEASAN, including VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please rate, review, subscribe, throw us a five-star review. Very, very much appreciated. A lot of stuff coming your way over at VEASAN.com here over the next few weeks. So if you're not a subscriber, give it some thought. Check out the introductory offer for $9.99. See if you like what you see. You also get 10 free page views to check out our premium content over there at the website as well. So plenty of things coming your way. Our NFL betting guide comes out this month. College football betting guide will come out in August. So we got a lot of stuff coming your way here to keep you busy during the summer months. When you're at the beach, read the NFL guide. When you're letting your wife or your significant other drive, you know, on that family vacation, check out the NFL guide or our college football guide or any of our content here at Vston, I'm sure you'll be happy with what you get when you sign up for a subscription. All right, so it's Friday. I got to go do the Ohio show, which means let's just get right down to business here and take a look at the Major League Baseball card. 15 games on the betting board, 5-5-5, five, five, and five. five in the National League, five in the American League, and five interleague matchups to wrap up the week here. And again, as I said, things have been difficult for me, kind of hit a dead patch almost already in the dog days of summer for me. We'll call it a dead arm period, maybe. I like what pitchers kind of experience, but hopefully 
things will be getting back on track. And I did talk about this a little bit earlier on in the week, staying committed to the process, but also you know, making minor adjustments where you can, trying to maybe look at some different statistics, look a little bit more maybe at the recent results as opposed to the full season sample size, uh, you know, be, maybe being a little bit more price sensitive. I think that's something I need to look at a little bit more here as well. So trying to make those adjustments as we go along, and hopefully those will start paying some dividends here soon. We start in the National League, the Brewers and the Reds. Brewers laying a pretty hefty number here, $1.65 favorite over at DraftKings, total of 10 as they take on the Reds at Great American Ballpark. This is Corbin Burns and Brandon Williamson. And a couple of interesting things about this game that I think kind of stand out. The first is Williamson is left-handed, and the Brewers, the worst offense in baseball against lefties so far this season. And we have seen this line come down a little bit, about a 10 to 15 cent move down with some interest in the Cincinnati Reds here today. Corbin Burns is just not really the same guy that we've come to see. And the numbers aren't terrible. 368 ERA, 454 FIP. The strikeout rate is still above league average, but down over 8% from last season. Walk rate is up. Home run rate is up a little bit. He's a tough guy to peg right now, despite the fact that he's been one of the more reliable pitchers in baseball. So understandably, you can see why this Reds line moved a little bit. Uh, And the Reds, up until yesterday, where they gave up the sixth spot in the late innings, had been playing really, really well. So an interesting line move there, kind of suggesting not only a lack of confidence in Burns, but maybe a little bit of confidence in the Cincinnati Reds, who, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, you know, maybe they call up Ellie De La Cruz here soon. Um, I think they're live in that central division at a long shot price. I mentioned DraftKings 25 to 1. I'm sure you can find better than that out there in the market. Another game in the National League Central, the Cardinals and the Pirates. Jack Flaherty, Roancy Contreras in this one. Since giving up 10 runs to the Angels on May 4th, Jack Flaherty, 266 ERA, 350 FIP in his last 23 and two-thirds. His hard hit percentage against just 26.6%, and he's given up three barrels with zero of them in his last three starts. So Flaherty, not a whole lot of swings and misses, few too many walks, but at the same time, doing a pretty good job of staying out of the nitro zone, and he's pitched much, much better outside of that really bad start against the Angels and the huge walk rate issues that he had early on in the season. Contreras is an interesting case for the Pirates here. They're about a $1.25, $1.20 dog in the marketplace, total of nine and a half. But Contreras was supposed to go to the bullpen, get sent back into the rotation now because Vince Velasquez on the shelf for the Pirates once again. So Contreras, he's only worked two innings since May 21st. So this is a guy that I don't really know what we can expect from him. I don't know how sharp he's going to be. Guys that don't have great control, and this is part of a bet that I'll have later on in the show, guys that don't have great control, when they wind up missing some time, you do worry a little bit about their consistency and about their ability to go out there and throw strikes. So we'll see what Contreras is able to do in this start here against the Cardinals. Moving on down the board in the National League, Cubs and Padres. Jamison Tyon, Michael Waka here in this one. Waka, a pretty sizable favorite as Jamison Tyons had a really rough season here so far, 804 ERA, 447 FIP on the year, 32 strikeouts and 31 and a third innings pitched. But the biggest thing for him, a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad sequencing luck, a 378 batting average on balls in play against a 48.9% left on base percentage. He's got a good strikeout rate. He's done pretty well in terms of his hard hit percentage. That's right around league average at 38.8%, but 
no luck on the batted balls, no luck with men on base. And furthermore, since he came back on May 4th, 393 Babbitt against 42.9% left on base percentage. He's giving up line drives and fly balls. That's a problem. He's not keeping the ball on the ground much, but Tyon is a guy that I think going forward should have some better results. Now, will it happen today against the Padres? I don't really know. And against Michael Waka, the Cubs may have some issues here offensively. Waka has been great this year. 345 ERA, 355 FIP in 57 and a third innings pitched. 31.3% hard hit percentage. So he's done a really good job of avoiding hard hit contact. Big favorite role for the Padres. I can't really trust their offense here, but a huge discrepancy between these two starting pitchers. And we'll see if Tyon at any point winds up faring a little bit better with those batted balls and in those higher leverage situations. Moving over to the American League here, the Rays and the Red Sox. A lot of division action this weekend outside of, of course, all the interleague play. A lot of division action. Otherwise, here's a division series in the American League East. And Tyler Glass now in the Rays getting some love here against Garrett Whitlock and the Red Sox. So Glass now, I think it's really tough to figure out what we're going to get from him here. Three runs on five hits and four and a third. Did strike out eight of the 19 batters he faced in his return start against the Dodgers. However, a lot of hard hit contact. Eight of the 10 batted balls hit at least 95 miles per hour, including three barrels. So not the sharpest of outings from Glass now. But again, he racked up strikeouts with eight of them, had an 18.1% swinging strike percentage. Boomer bust, not just from pitch to pitch, or not just from a bat to bat, but from pitch to pitch here in that start for glass now. So I don't know what we're going to get here at Fenway Park against another quality lineup in the Red Sox. And also for Garrett Whitlock, I don't know what to expect. Second appearance since returning from the injured list for Whitlock, gave up one run on three hits in five innings against the Diamondbacks. Career Whitlock's pretty good. 302 ERA, 337 FIP, 172 and two-thirds innings pitched, but only 13 starts and 68 relief appearances. So hasn't had a turnover lineups a lot throughout the course of his career. We'll see what he does here against a Rays lineup that's been the best in baseball against righties throughout the course of the season. Moving on to the Angels and the Astros. Good pitching matchup here in this division rivalry. Shohei Otani going for the Angels. Franber Valdez going for the Astros. Astros about a dollar thirty favorite out there, pretty much market wide. Total of seven and a half for this one. Now remember, Framber Valdez was supposed to pitch yesterday. They push him back a day to go up against Otani. That was Ronel Blanco who pitched yesterday in the victory for the Astros. The Angels are sixth in weighted on base average against lefties this season at three forty seven. They have a one twenty WRC plus. But Framber Valdez is not your run of the mill lefty. Two thirty eight ERA, two ninety four FIP in 72 innings of work, does have a 401 expected ERA because he's allowed a lot of hard contact, but a 60% ground ball rate really allows you to work around that hard contact. I mentioned him earlier in the week, but you think about a guy like Bryce Elder, who leads the league in ERA right now, he's given up a ton of hard contact, but he has a ground ball rate around 57%, so he's been able to work around that hard contact because when you're just giving up ground balls, Teams have to string multiple hits together to score runs as opposed to giving up a lot of hard contact that may end up being doubles, triples, and home runs. So that's <coughs> excuse me. So that's the thing for Valdez here uh, throughout the course of this season and something that you'll have to take a look at as we go forward in his starts. 
Otani's been good too. 291 ERA, 287 expected ERA, 378 FIP on the year. The high FIP due to about an 11% walk rate, but he's got a 35% strikeout rate on the season. So you deal with the walk rate when you get all of those strikeouts. He's given up eight home runs in 65 innings, though, after giving up 14 in 166 innings last year. Opposing batters, only a 154 batting average against Otani, 211 batting average on balls in play. So really, really strong pitching matchup here. Would still give the nod to the Astros in this game as they're playing better, but not a game that I had a play on for today. We move over to the interleague side of things here. The A's and the Marlins. Shintaro Fujinami getting the start here for the A's. He'll open for Hogan Harris, who will be the bulk guy in this start. Edward Cabrera getting the call for the Marlins. This could be a really interesting start to this game, and I do think that even though I didn't pick it for today, the more I started thinking about it, the more the first five over may make a little bit of sense in this game because you've got two guys that issue a lot of walks in Fujinami and also Cabrera. And furthermore, for Hogan Harris, in his first appearance at the MLB level against the Mets, he walked five guys out of the eight batters that he faced, gave up one hit, gave up six runs in one third of an inning pitched. So that's a guy with some questionable control as well. And Fujinami, even as a reliever, he hasn't been any good. 960 ERA over 15 innings, 262 average, 392 on base, 393 slugging against for Fujinami. So he's walking a lot of guys, even as a reliever. And so the Marlins, who aren't great against righties, as we know, could at least get some traffic on the bases here early on in this game. I don't know if the expectation is for Fujinami to only give them one inning, maybe give them two, something like that. But a really weird game because Edward Cabrera, 502 ERA, 418 expected ERA, 464 FIP for the Marlins, 28.4% strikeout percentage, and the A's do strike out a lot. That's one of the biggest problems with their offensive profile. But Cabrera has also walked over 15% of the batters that he's faced on the season. So the stuff is good, but he's not always sure where it's going. So an interesting handicap here where I wouldn't be shocked if we see some runs early in this game or possibly often in this game, as the A's also have one of the worst bullpens in Major League Baseball. Blue Jays and the Mets, as we've got Chris Bassett and Justin Verlander here. Mets, $1.35 favorite in this one, total of 8.5. Bassett facing his former team, and he struggled in his last two starts here. Got rocked by Minnesota in his last outing, gave up six runs to the Rays two starts ago, although only two of the runs were earned in that start. Prior to giving up 13 runs in his last two starts, he had thrown 27 straight scoreless innings. So all of a sudden, things have completely fallen apart for Chris Bassett. 380 ERA with a 522 FIP in 66 and a third innings pitched. That high FIP, definitely something worth keeping an eye on as we go forward here and kind of seeing some correction with that low ERA as he's had a couple of rocky starts here recently. But Justin Verlander is not pitching well either. He's given up six runs in two of his last three starts, including his most recent start at Coors Field, only two strikeouts out of the 25 batters faced. Yeah, it's Coors Field. I understand that. But also, three straight games now for Verlander with a single-digit swinging strike percentage. That's not at all what we're used to seeing from him. So, tough handicap, tough game where you got two starters with pretty long track records of success but neither one of them pitching all that well here recently. Let's take a short break. I'm going to take a drink, actually. 
Take a short break. Got three more interleague games to talk about. And then my five plays for Friday here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. All right, we're back here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated here for the show. Probably a good time to take a second and catch a drink because I'm still trying to process the fact that Jordan Lyles is a favorite in a Major League Baseball game today. The Royals, $1.25 favorites, total of nine against the Colorado Rockies here. Jordan Lyles on the season, 730 ERA, 546 expected ERA, 637 FIP. He's made 11 starts. The Royals have lost every one of them. He's 0-9 in those 11 starts, and they've lost 10 of those 11 games on the run line. And yet, Jordan Lyles is favored today against an actual living, breathing Major League Baseball team. So that was a stunner here this morning, to say the least. Lyles running a 48.7% left on base percentage. As bad as he is, no pitcher is going to run one of those forever. So at some point, he's going to have to get better and run into some better outings. Maybe it'll be today, but he's allowed at least four runs in each of his last 10 starts, five runs to the Nationals over five innings last time out. So I think there will be a lot of people that look at this game and say, you know what, I'm taking Colorado as a dog, and I frankly can't blame them for that. Chase Anderson getting the call here in his starts at Coors Field, three runs allowed on 15 hits and 20 and two-thirds innings pitched. And look, he's been pretty good, honestly. 28.6% hard hit percentage, 3.2% barrel rate over three starts and two relief appearances. I couldn't make this bet because I don't think Chase Anderson is that good, and I still low-key like this Royals offense. But man, Jordan Lyles is a favorite. I get it. If you want to go against him, I certainly don't blame you for that. It's just not a play that made the cut for me here so far today. Yankees and the Dodgers. Big series opening up at Chavez Ravine. Luis Severino, Clayton Kershaw in this one. Dodgers predominantly a minus 140 favorite out there. DraftKings has 135 and a total of eight. Severino, just his third start of the season, but his first two starts have been great. Two earned runs allowed on five hits over 11 and a third, 10 strikeouts, four walks. 
Average exit velocity against of 81.1 miles per hour, a hard hit percentage of 17.2%. He has done an excellent job so far of really limiting hard contact. Swing strike percentage is down a little bit. Could see more of that as we go forward. But Severino has looked really, really good for the most part in his return here. Kershaw, on the other hand, has had a tough go of it lately. His mother passed away right before Mother's Day. He still made his start against, I believe it was the Twins. Hasn't missed a turn in the rotation, even spent some time on the bereavement list. He's given up 10 runs on 18 hits in his last 12 and two-thirds, understandably so, a lot going on. But I'll say this, in those three starts, despite some bad results, 27.8% hard hit percentage against. So it's not like he's been getting rocked. He's just had some bad luck, some bad sequencing. Hasn't worked super deep into games either. But on the whole, 332 ERA, 342 FIP, 76.1% left on base percentage that has gone down over the last three starts, 305 BABIP that has gone up. Seems like just a little bit of a correction in his numbers, and that's going to happen. And of course, you know, it kind of coincides with a very difficult time in his personal life. So we'll see if Kershaw bounces back today. No play for me in that game. I'd be surprised if I have any bets in that series, but a great pitching matchup here with Severino and Kershaw. Lastly, of the games I don't have plays on, last interleague game, the Orioles and the Giants, Dean Kramer and Logan Webb in this one. I wish the Giants' price was a little bit better here because Dean Kramer is riding a big old boatload of regression. Over his last five starts, 245 ERA with a 343 FIP in 29 and a third innings pitched. Eight runs on 30 hits. That's great over a five-start span. 85.2% left on base percentage. However, in those five starts, Kramer's allowed a 55.6% hard hit percentage and an 11.1% barrel percentage. So he's gotten away with copious amounts of hard contact. That will not continue. We'll see if it hurts him here today against the Giants, who, of course, do hit for a lot of power, do hit righties very, very well. But I will be looking for spots and situations to fade Dean Kramer as we go forward. So I'm hoping he luck boxes his way into another good start today, but I am looking to go against him as we go forward. The problem is Logan Webb's just been really, really good. 275 ERA, 329 FIP, and 72 innings pitched. Over his last seven starts, 168 ERA, 286 FIP. Hasn't allowed more than two runs in any of those last seven starts. He's been terrific, and he's got a 62% ground ball rate, so it's very difficult to score runs off of him. Hasn't allowed a home run in any of his last four starts. So he deserves to be this big of a favorite. I wish the price was shorter, but Dean Kramer, a guy I will be looking to go against as we go forward here. All right, so let's get to the five plays for Friday on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. We start with a run line play, and this is a road favorite. This is the Philadelphia Phillies and Zach Wheeler taking on Josiah Gray and the Washington Nationals. Wheeler is a guy I've talked about a lot here so far this season. 360 ERA, 267 FIP, and 65 innings pitched. 68.1% left on base percentage. That's the big issue for Wheeler here. He just hasn't had good sequencing luck in some of those higher leverage situations. So his ERA is about a full run higher than his FIP, even though he's allowed a 34.8% hard hit percentage, just a 4.5% barrel percentage, He struck out 12 last time out against the Braves, lowered his ERA more than half a run from 411 to 360. 
The Nationals don't strike out a lot, but what the Nationals aren't is a good offense against lefties. 302 Woba, that's 23rd. They're 26th in slugging at 371. That should bode pretty well for Wheeler in this start. And Josiah Gray is also sitting on a lot of negative regression here. 277 ERA, 450 FIP, 497 XFIP, 418 expected ERA, but an 85.6% left on base percentage. So Zach Wheeler has been substantially better than Josiah Gray this season, but Gray has a 277 ERA and Wheeler has a 360. Why? Because of sequencing luck. Gray's left on base percentage of 85.6% is 17.5% higher than what Wheeler's is. So there's a correction that should be happening for both of these guys. Maybe we saw that for Wheeler in his last start, but Josiah Gray here, over his five starts in May, 47.7% hard hit percentage, seven barrels allowed, 289 ERA with a 471 FIP in the month of May. This is not sustainable for Josiah Gray. So I like the Phillies here on the run line. They're a top 10 offense against righties. I expect Wheeler to perform well, and I expect Gray to kind of struggle a little bit where he's stepping up in class. His last three starts, Marlins, Tigers, Royals, 24th, 27th, 28th, and Woba against righties. So the Phillies on the run line, minus one and a half, minus 110, the first play here for today. Next up on the board, we head to the desert, Atlanta and Arizona. Braves, $1.20 favorite across most of the market. Total of nine in this one. Charlie Morton and Merrill Kelly in this game. And Merrill Kelly up to a 27.4% strikeout percentage on the season. 283 ERA, 341 FIP. Had some walk rates coming out of the, or walk rate issues, excuse me, coming out of the World Baseball Classic. But he's only walked eight guys in his last six starts. Yeah, he hasn't faced a great slate of opponents here recently but he's found more swings and misses. He's changed up his pitch arsenal a little bit. And the Braves, I continue to talk about this, they are a league average-ish offense against righties. They're just not that great against righties. They pummel lefties. They continue to do that. But Kelly's right-handed. So I think Merrill Kelly has a good chance here today. And Charlie Morton, 359 ERA, 380 FIP, but a 467 expected ERA. And... You know, the Diamondbacks, top 10 offense against righties, top 10 offense against lefties, too. But it looks to me like the Braves are still getting too much respect out there in the betting markets, especially against right-handed pitching. The Diamondbacks, I mean, this team is legitimately good. They are very, very good. They are tied for the lead in the National League West. They are leading the National League overall, along with the Dodgers. This is a really good baseball team that deserves more respect Then they're getting, and I think this line is kind of indicative of the Braves getting a little bit too much respect against the Diamondbacks here. I think Merrill Kelly pitches well. I think Charlie Morton struggles a bit. I like Arizona here in this one because another thing about Kelly, only five home runs allowed in 63 and two-thirds innings. Home run avoidance is really important against the Braves. Kelly's got a high chase rate, a lot of swings and misses. The Braves will swing and miss and will chase. So I took the Diamondbacks here, even money at DraftKings plus 100, but shop around because you can find six to 10 cents better out there in the marketplace. But I do like Arizona over Atlanta. Next up, another short dog here. That's the Texas Rangers. You got Luis Castillo and John Gray in this one. This one's actually swinging towards a money line pick them out there in the marketplace. with A little bit of love for John Gray and the Rangers total of eight in this game. John Gray has been really good lately. 
You know, I know that his full season numbers don't look great. 281 ERA, 464 FIP. However, he's got 27 strikeouts in his last four starts here, covering 27 innings of work. Swing strike percentage, 14.3% over those last four starts. He's found that swing and miss rate now. That's a really big positive for him. A guy who's done an excellent job of staying off the barrel. A lot of soft contact against on the season here. So Gray's really gotten by because of that. And now the strikeouts have arrived. So he's really improving in a variety of different ways here. Luis Castillo is great. Don't get me wrong. 269 ERA, 358 expected ERA, 292 FIP. However, 47.5% hard hit percentage, almost a 10% barrel rate. And how about this? And this is why it's important to look at splits as well. 47 and two-thirds innings at home for Castillo on the season, only 16 innings on the road. He's given up 11 runs and 16 innings on the road, 10 runs and 47 and two-thirds innings at home. He's out on the road here at Globe Life Field. And look, something else to keep in mind here, I mean, this Texas offense is top five at home, top five against righties. They're a really, really good offensive team. And they lead all of baseball with a 367 Woba at home against right-handed pitching, whereas the Mariners, 22nd in Woba against righties, 17th in road Woba against righties. So I'm taking a chance on John Gray today. I think Luis Castillo could struggle giving up all that hard contact, not being in as favorable of a ballpark. And I think Gray has been really, really good here of late. So the Rangers, at a short dog price, this is even money over at DraftKings, I think they're worth a play on today's card as well. Next up, the Detroit Tigers taking on the Chicago White Sox. White Sox, $1.55 favorite, total of 8.5 for this one. Reese Olsen making his major league debut for the Tigers, 23-year-old right-hander. The numbers don't look great in the minor leagues, and that's why the Tigers are such a big dog here. 638 ERA, 467 FIP. However, he's allowed just two runs on 10 hits in his last three starts, 22 to 6 strikeout to walk ratio, just had his first start with zero walks. I think the Tigers have made some really good adjustments with him at the minor league level. He had a 967 ERA in his first seven starts at AAA, so they've figured some things out here with him. Olsen is a guy, throws hard, up in the zone, good breaking balls, according to the scouting report from Eric Longenhagen over at Fangraphs. And the thing to me I like about this is that he does have the walk rate issue, but the White Sox are dead last in the league in walk percentage against righties. They're 26th in Woba against righties. They have the highest chase rate in Major League Baseball. So Olsen, even though he's not an efficient strike thrower, gets a pretty good matchup here against a free-swinging White Sox team that just doesn't have a lot of plate discipline. They're not a patient team, and they're not a very good offensive team against righties. Also, I like this Tigers bullpen. I think they've figured a lot of things out in terms of the back end of games. Here's another one. I talked about this with Roancy Contreras, and I kind of teased this a little bit earlier on. So Mike Clevenger comes back off the injured list, did not make a rehab appearance. 456 ERA, 469 expected ERA, 511 FIP, 47 and a third innings of work, 19% strikeout percentage, that's below league average, 10.4% walk rate, that's well above league average. The Tigers are good at drawing walks. They've been a good team at being patient. You know, they were very patient against Lucas Giolito in that game where I had the under. They've just been a team that they're not a bad team, honestly. I don't think the White Sox are a very good team. But Clevenger, before hitting the IL, 
511 or 581 ERA, 581 FIP in his previous six starts. This line's just too big. I know Olsen is an unknown and the minor league numbers don't look great, but I think this is a good matchup for him. And I don't think this is a good matchup for Clevenger coming off the IL. So Tigers plus 135. Shop around. You can find better on this price as well. But I like the Tigers today over the White Sox at plus 135 or better. Lastly, we stay in the American League Central. Guardians and the Twins. Twins, $1.30, $1.35 favorite out there. A total of eight. I'm not really sure why this line has moved down on Cleveland with Aaron Savali making his return against Bailey Ober. In three rehab starts, Savali allowed six runs on 13 hits over 11 innings. Did strike out 16 and walked four, so he pitched pretty well. But he gave up four runs on six hits in his final tune-up. Back in the rotation in place of Hunter Gaddis, he is an upgrade from that. But Savali is not a big strikeout guy. And the biggest thing about the Twins is recording strikeouts because they will swing and miss quite a bit. I just don't think Savali is a great fit for that. So I don't know. I think that Bailey Ober and the Twins are a good bet here today. Bailey Ober, 268 ERA, 366 expected ERA, 324 FIP and 40 and a third innings pitched. The left on base percentage is a touch high, but strikeout rate that's above league average, fly ball guy, good home run prevention numbers so far. And also, even though that home run to fly ball percentage will go up as we go forward here, the Guardians don't really hit home runs. So I don't think this is the matchup where you look for negative regression out of Ober. He's allowed more than three runs just once in his seven starts. All four of the runs against the Giants came in the first inning, and then he settled down and allowed just an 18.8% hard hit percentage in that start. Cleveland doesn't hit the ball hard. Cleveland doesn't barrel the ball. Cleveland's bullpen is bad. I think everything is in favor of the Twins here in this game. I know they'll be without Carlos Correa, who left yesterday's game hurt. Hopefully Byron Buxton's okay after taking a pitch in the ribs, but I'll lay it with the Twins here. I'm not expecting a ton from Savali in his first start back, and I think Bailey Ober is really good. I think the market continues to undervalue Bailey Ober. So Twins, minus 135 on the board for me as well. So the five plays for today. Phillies run line, minus one and a half, minus 110. Arizona, even money against the Braves, or better if you can find it out there in the marketplace. John Gray at even money with the Rangers over the Mariners. Reese Olsen over Mike Clevenger. That's the Tigers and the White Sox. Tigers at plus 135 or better. Then finally, the Twins, minus 135 against the Guardians. That'll do it for this week on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please rate, review, subscribe. Greatly appreciate Everybody who listens and reaches out, thank you so much for that. Have a happy, healthy, safe, smart weekend, everybody, and I will talk to you again on Monday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.